So this is where we are in the story. God made a perfect world. People messed it up, but God had a plan to rescue them. He sent his son, Jesus, to save everybody. So we could be with him. And to save us, Jesus had to beat death. After he did that, he went to heaven. But first he told his friends, the disciples, to wait. Because he was going to send them a gift, the Holy Spirit. So they waited. Even when there was a giant party going on outside, which was called Pentecost, with people from all over the world. The disciples stayed together, inside, waiting. Suddenly there was a loud noise, like a really strong wind. It must have been pretty loud, because lots of people came to see what was going on. Whoosh! Then fire came down from heaven and landed on top of people's heads. This wasn't like the fire we're used to. It didn't burn them. This fire was way cooler. See what we did there? The disciples started speaking different languages. Languages they didn't even know. Or hadn't until then. They spoke Greek, Hebrew, Arabic, all sorts of languages. It was a miracle. A lot of people were amazed. Some were a little confused. And some didn't know what to think. But the disciples knew it was a special day. A guy named Peter spoke up. He reminded the crowd of who Jesus was and God's rescue plan for them. And lots and lots and lots of people believed. Anyone who believes in Jesus has the Holy Spirit. I believe. 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 God had given them the Holy Spirit. And we can have the Holy Spirit too. But that's not the end of the story. It's great, isn't it? And so we heard there about a story that happened in the book of Acts where the Holy Spirit came. And there were two particular signs, two particular forms that the Holy Spirit took. Can you remember? Can anyone remember from what they said, they're on, your, they're on your sheets as well, we're going to cover them in a minute. It said, when the Holy Spirit came, it was like what? It was like a wind, and the other one they used was like fire. Well, actually, do you know, the Bible has loads of words to describe what the Holy Spirit is like. And we're going to think about five of them this morning. Five different symbols of the Holy Spirit, okay? Five different symbols of the Holy Spirit. Um, some of them are hidden words on your chart, by the way. The first one, just put the, first, um, the first, next slide up for me. The first one is this. It's like a dove. Now, I don't have a real dove, but I have a little dove that I've made here. Can you see this? Okay. Can you see this dove? And you can make one of these two in a few minutes if you'd like to. Okay. They're very easy. Okay. Very simple. You just get a little dove. You cut it out, you make a little hole in it, and you fold up, this, uh, fold up the piece of paper. And it says, why, why was it like a dove? Well, there's a, there's a word there, Jesus' baptism. When Jesus was baptized, it says he went out of the water. And at that moment, it says heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. That means resting on him. And so the Holy Spirit in this story is represented as a dove. Why a dove? Well, in the Bible, a dove stands for peace. A dove stands for purity. A dove stands for innocence. And a dove stands for beauty and gentleness. And I think that one of the reasons that the Holy Spirit is taught, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit like a dove. You got bingo. What, already? Goodness me, Joe, you better go and give them a... You got it before them, did you? Okay. 
Okay. One of the reasons I think that the Holy Spirit is talked about as a dove is because he is gentle and yet powerful. Just put the next slide up for me, Chatan. I don't know if you can see. Is it going to get? Is it? Is it hidden in there? Yeah, can't see it, can you? It's in the dark bit. Never mind. Gentle but powerful. All right. And we call it the presence of God. Sometimes, you know, this morning I was just waiting, and I was just being quiet. Do you know what, guys? Can we just keep the um? The shakers on the floor, out of the way. It's all right, thank you. No worries. This morning, I just thought, you know what, I feel a little bit stressed. Got a lot to think about. And I just literally sat quietly for a couple of minutes and I said, God, I need you. And when I did that, I felt peaceful. And sometimes that's how the Holy Spirit is. Gentle, but powerful. Right? And the other thing about a dove is that he won't stay if he's not welcomed. He's very gentle, the Holy Spirit. If he's invited in, he'll come in. But if he's not welcomed, he'll just gradually back off. In fact, Paul warned the Ephesian church. He said, don't grieve the Spirit. Don't send him away. Don't ignore him. So the Holy Spirit is like a dove. And like I said, after this, if you want to, you can make a dove on your table. I've got loads, we've got tons here that you can make one. And you can decorate it. My one, I just did a little green beak. But you can colour it and make it, make it, make, do some patterns and shame. What else is the Holy Spirit like? Number two, the Holy Spirit is like wind. Okay, the Holy Spirit is like wind. We've talked about that already. Can you put the next slide up for me, Chatan? I don't have any wind that I can show you, but I have got this. And um, if I turn it on and you're sitting near the front, I'm hoping that you won't be able to feel... Can you feel that? If you want to, you can come and stand in front of it and just, come on, Theo, come and stand in front. See if you can feel the effect of it. Okay? You can feel that, can you? And it says in John that the wind blows wherever it pleases. You can hear its sound, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, and so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Actually, in this case, you can tell where the wind's coming from. It's coming from the fan. Okay? But wind is one of those things, isn't it? In the Bible, wind symbolizes life. It symbolizes activity, okay? But you can't see it. You can see its effects, but you can't see the wind itself. And the spirit is like that. It's invisible. Invis oh, someone else has got bingo over there. Invisible, yet powerful. Well done, Heidi. Got someone here as well. So the Holy Spirit is like a dove because he is gentle and he is like wind because he is invisible and yet you can see his effects. How many of you have prayed for somebody in church and that you, just as you pray for them, so you can see signs on them that God's Holy Spirit is doing something? How many of you? Have you got your hands up because you're answering me or because you want a chocolate? Oh, okay. Well, get our priorities right. But sometimes, you know, when you're praying for somebody, you can see signs that the Holy Spirit is on them. The one that's most obvious sometimes is, is sometimes people's eyelids flutter when God's Holy Spirit is on them. Now, if, if it was me, the only reason that nothing really ever happens to me, I know that God's Holy Spirit is around if I find myself crying. 
With my wife Jo, it's different. She knows God's Holy Spirit, so she finds herself shaking. And it's different things for different people. And the, it's, the, the Spirit is invisible, but the effects aren't. And as you've heard, that story of Pentecost. And in fact, the next slide is that, that story that we heard on the video. Just put the next slide up for me. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together and the sound was like the sound of a blowing wind. You see, sometimes the wind can be really gentle and really calming. And somebody else got the, somebody else got a line? Yeah. yeah, great. Sometimes the wind can be really gentle and really calming and just a lovely cool breeze. Other times it can be a big powerful storm, can't it? Oh, there we go. We've got another one. Fantastic. So the Holy Spirit is like a dove because he is what? I'm going to ask you to come. You're going to have to see if you're listening. A dove because he is gentle and like the wind because he is invisible. And another thing that the Holy Spirit is like is the Holy Spirit is like fire. Okay, I'm not going to light a fire. I'm going to light a little candle. Hopefully you'll be able to see this. Okay. Here's my, uh, here's my candle. Here's my fire. You know, John the Baptist, he went before Jesus and he was baptizing people. And when he was baptizing them, he was telling them about Jesus coming. Somebody else has got one over there. You're keeping Joe busy and on her feet. You're doing all right there, Joe. Okay. You're get, keeping your steps up. Okay. And John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water, but after me is someone who's coming who's more powerful. And he will baptize you with fire with the Holy Spirit and fire. And the story of Pentecost, as we've already heard, is the Holy Spirit coming and it looking like tongues of fire. But fire that didn't burn up, not fire that came to destroy, fire that came to warm and illuminate. Who loves sitting by a fire? Who loves sitting by a fire on a winter's night? Doesn't it make you feel good? Okay, fire warms us up. Fire illuminates, it lights us up. Got another one over there, Joe. Oh, come on, Joe, catch up. And fire also refines us, and fire also purifies us. Slow down. I'm not sure anyone's listening to me. They're just after you for the, um, for the chocolates. And isn't it true that sometimes... The Holy Spirit turns up the heat on us. Have you ever had that experience where the Holy Spirit has turned up the heat? Maybe physically. Like sometimes I've, I was praying with somebody the other day and as I was praying for them, their back, as where I put my hand on their back, their back got very, very warm. And it was, wasn't very natural. It was something a bit different. And I thought, oh, God's doing something here. And it was like he turned up the heat. Sometimes when we're praying, God turns up the heat on our hands and it's a sign that he wants to heal. He wants to use us to heal people. And sometimes God turns up the heat, not just physically, but spiritually. Sometimes we feel a deep sense of challenge or a deep sense of conviction that God is talking to us, that he wants us to do something, that he wants us. The fire of the spirit is about turning the heat up. It doesn't burn us, but it warms us and it illuminates things and also helps to purify us. So, so far, let's do a quick recap, see if you've been listening. The Holy Spirit is like a dove because he is gentle. He's like the wind because he is invisible. He's like a fire because he warms, warms us, warms and I was going to say lights up. 
warms and lights up. Okay? Number four, the Holy Spirit is like oil. That's what the Bible says. Bingo! Got another one here. Okay. Come on. Come on, Mum. You've got the... Um, it's, your, it's your crowd. The Holy Spirit is like oil. And I've got two verses there. Oil in the Bible is used for anointing. It says they poured, they poured oil on the head of a priest or a king, and it's a sign of consecration, and it's a sign that they're being set apart. And the other, way, the other thing they use oil for is fuel. Now, I brought one of these little lamps back. Can you see this? I brought this back from Israel. And you know, I filled it with oil this morning, and Adam very kindly carried it all the way here in the car. And it's got a tiny little wick, and it's not very big, but I'm going to show you how if you put oil in the lamp... Who knows that song, by the way? Has anyone known that song when they were a kid? Give me oil in my lamp, keep me... Well, that's exactly what this is about. Oh, brilliant. Spontaneous singing. That's fantastic. Keep me burning. Keep me burning till the break. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll stop there now. Um, but, um, but, but the oil in there is, fu- is providing fuel. Joe, there's some at the back that are waving their hands furiously. The oil in there is providing fuel for the lamp to burn. So oil doesn't just fuel, it anoints and it fuels. And when the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being like oil, he's talking about anointing and setting apart and consecrating us or distinguishing us and also fueling us. Oil was used, it says, in the holy place where they put these lamps in the temple, it said that the rule were, was that you were never allowed to let the light go out. And the Holy Spirit is what we need if we want our light not to go out. By the way, also oil also lubricates us. It makes things go smoother, gets rid of the friction in our lives. And in the Bible, it used to anoint the sick as well as we pray for them. So we've got the Holy Spirit is like a dove because he is... He's like the wind because he is invisible. He's like fire because he warms and lights up. And he's like oil because he fuels and anoints us. And I've got one more. Can anyone think what the last one might be? We've talked about a dove. We've talked about wind. We've talked about fire. We've talked about oil. My last one is that the Holy Spirit is like water. I'm going to move this out of the way. I'm going to put that there and put that down there. And we're out. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're out of chocolate. No more, no more, uh, no more lines. Has everyone, um, have you filled all your forms? Have you filled all the words yet? Has anyone got them all? Okay. Have they? Amazing. Pardon? No, we haven't got any more chocolate. Sorry. If you've run out, we've run out. Sorry, people. Um, Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Is anybody thirsty? Is anybody thirsty? Because, you know, I've got some water here. And I promise you this is clean. Yay, well done. Okay, and Jesus said, if you are feeling really thirsty 
and you need a drink, then come to me. And he said, rivers of living water will flow within them if you believe in. If you believe in Jesus, rivers of living water will flow in you. By which he meant the Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is not only the one who warms and fuels us and ignites us and anoints us. He's not only invisible and gentle, but he is the one who refreshes us and he is the one who cleans us. And that's how it works with the Holy Spirit. Okay? And in fact, I'm going to show you something. Let's see, if I can, let's see if I can do this without causing too much of a mess. You see, I don't know about you, but I go and get a drink, and I feel quite thirsty, and then I have a bit of a drink, and I feel a bit better, and I get some more, and then I'm just going about my life, and sometimes I'm quite full up in the start of the day, and then somebody bumps into me, Okay, or I go around the corner, and I don't know about you, but I leak sometimes. And I don't mean like what you're thinking. I mean, I leak with the Holy Spirit, right? And there's a verse in the Bible that says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't just mean be filled. It's called a past participle verb. It means be filled and go on being filled and go and being filled. So even if somebody bumps into you, even if you run out of energy, even if work goes badly, even if relationships fall apart, even if stuff happens that isn't much fun and takes, the peace, takes your peace away, God says you can be filled with the Holy Spirit again. And even if you use all that up and you feel really dry and empty, God says you can be filled with the Holy Spirit again. And again. And again. Be filled and go on being filled. Did anybody get all the words ticked off? Brilliant. Well done. Let's go back over this one more time, and then I'm going to let you make a dove. The Holy Spirit is like a dove because he is gentle. Just put the next slide up for me. Thank you. He is like the wind because he is invisible. He is like a fire because he warms us and lights us up. He is like oil because he fuels and anoints us. And he is like water because he washes and refreshes us. And that is the Holy Spirit. Now this morning, in a few minutes time, if you would like to, we are going to, I'm going to invite you to pray that the Holy Spirit comes and fills us again. We want to pray for anybody here this morning who would like to be filled up again with the Holy Spirit. But before that, we're going to give you a little thing to do. And what I'd love you to do, if you'd like to, we've got tons of these things. Joe, can you help me and get some people to help me? We've got all of these little doves to make. And all you literally need is one card and a piece of paper. Okay? And when you get the card, you cut out the dove, cut out the dove shape, and there's a little line in it. And the line, you just need to, you need to gently, with your scissors, make, make a hole in that line. Cut, it, cut a slit through there. And then you literally get your piece of paper and you fold it like a concertina and pop it through the middle. And also, you can, there's enough at least for two or three per table. There's hundreds of them. And you can get the pens on your table. You can decorate your dove. Okay? 
If you don't want to make a dove, also on your table you should find a reflection sheet with just some of those Bible verses and two or three questions that you can either take and think about on your own or you can chat about with the people on your table and have a little discussion. And this isn't the end of the service, but we're going to do this for about 10 minutes or so. And then we're going to come back together and we're going to sing again and we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill us again. Over to you.